You are listening to the Women in Leadership Podcast with Debbie Collard, Susan Ireland, professional executive coaches and co-founders of the Seasons Leadership Program, and Marianne Metz, Digital Marketing Manager at Ascension. This podcast focuses on helping women around the globe explore their passion for leadership. Join Debbie, Susan, and Marianne on Women Wednesdays as they talk to world-class leaders this season to dive deeper into their journeys of leadership development and find out what it takes to acquire your own professional leadership style. If you are interested in additional resources outside of the podcast, please visit seasonsleadership.com where you can enroll in executive coaching or transformation workshops. This podcast series is sponsored by Ascension Transformation Solutions. This is your new personal leadership mentor. This is the Women in Leadership Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Women in Leadership Podcast, sponsored by Ascension Transformation Solutions. My name is Debbie Collard, and I, along with my co-founder of Seasons Leadership Program, Susan Ireland, will be co-hosting today's podcast. This episode is part of Season 2 of the Women in Leadership Podcast Series. If you're new to this podcast series, please check out the earlier episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or at ascensionts.com. You can learn where to start with your leadership development process by viewing these past episodes. We love to get your comments and feedback as well. So you can reach out to us and rate and review our podcasts on Apple Podcasts if you're interested in doing that. Also, if there's a particular episode that happens to be your favorite, we invite you to take a screenshot of the episode and tag at Women in Leadership on your Instagram or LinkedIn stories where we'd be happy to connect with you. Today, we're honored to have as our special guest the three founders of Bench Strength Coaching, Chris Knopfs, Don Rowley, and Susan Glatley. Chris, Don, and Susan met in 2014 at the Hudson Institute of Coaching. They were each building their own businesses, pursuing their passion in coaching, and recognized that they could make a greater impact by joining forces. Their focus was on making coaching accessible beyond the C-suite, and so began Bench Strength Coaching in August of 2017. The founders share a passion for developing women leaders. Before becoming certified coaches, they were female executives in male-dominated industries. This led them to create Women Rising, a women's leadership development program designed by women and for women. They wanted to pass along practical knowledge that they had gained navigating their own careers, things they wish they had learned earlier in their careers. Chris, Dawn, and Susan know in their hearts, and also based on data, that women leaders make a positive difference in both financial and non-financial ways for organizations and companies. Many more women need to be encouraged, mentored, and given developmental opportunities so the businesses of the world become better. Bench Strength Coaching LLC's program, Women Rising, is specifically aimed at meeting that goal. And with that, let's get right into our discussions. Well, ladies, can you tell our listeners about who you are and what drove you to create Bench Strength Coaching? I'll start for us, you guys, and then... uh... We'll let you guys fill in a little bit. So I'm Susan Galatly, and as it said in the bio, I was in corporate America, so I worked for the Boeing company in IT, and you know I had a great job there and a great career there. But over the course of it, I did a lot of coaching or mentoring, and just really always kind of knew that I loved working with women and helping them along the way, and of course some of the women that really helped me. And so 
I, I decided somewhere along the line, like, you know, I'm, I want to leave um, the Boeing company. I want to do something different and uh, grow in a different way. And I really want to go make an impact for women. So I got a coaching certificate, which is where I met Don and Chris. And we started this conversation. And then, uh, you know, eventually the three of us kind of came together and we had some other people in the beginning, but uh, it was the three of us that really just decided, hey, this is what we want to do individually. And we thought we would we would be more powerful collectively. So uh, then some other, the, uh, the other two were pretty helpful in thinking of names for us and we all wanted to do a women's program. So I'll turn it over to Dawn to add her two cents. All right. So I'm Dawn Rowley and um, I was at the Ford Motor Company for a very long time. And then I moved into a plumbing manufacturing company, Brasscraft. So very male dominated industries. And so we had similar experiences. And, and like you said in the, in the intro, we just had learned a lot along our paths that we wanted to pass along to others. I was in HR and I started as an engineer and moved into human resources. And so that's where I ended in my career. So moving into the coaching space was really my favorite part of the work that I did when I was in the corporate world. And then when we met, we were at the Hudson Institute and I was really fortunate to choose to go to the Hudson Institute. Um, Some of my colleagues from Ford Motor Company had gone and done their programs and had certified with them. And that's really what led me to the Hudson Institute. So I feel like that really was a life-changing moment for me in the direction and to meet the wonderful people that, that I'm partners with now, but also the others, the, the rest of the people that were part of our cohort who are a big part of the work that we do today as well. And for Bench Strength Coaching, we really, the namesake is part of the, the focus of our company and wanting to really help companies build a deeper bench and a stronger bench. And so we are, the three of us are all athletes as part of our, our background as well. And so that really resonated with us as well. So it's a little bit about where we started and how we formed. And I'll turn it over to let you meet Chris. So I'm, uh, I'm Christine Knopps, Chris. And I spent uh, roughly 30 years in banking, primarily operations, but also regulatory compliance. I was the compliance officer for 15 years of my career and um, what I absolutely loved was very male dominated in the beginning, which was rough, right? And learned lots of uh, hard lessons along the way. But as things progressed throughout my career, a little bit more better balance of women had quite a few younger women who reported to me and, and my love of being able to help them discover what their natural strengths are. How could I put stretch assignments in front of them to be able to help them to grow and learn to become the kind of leader that they want to be? Um, so I started calling myself coach before it was kind of common nomenclature in the corporate world. And I always kind of, you know, how, how do I do this? I actually went back to school later on in life and uh, got another degree. And it was through that that I found out, you mean, I could do coaching full time. Ah, how do I do this? Sign me up for some more. And so that's what led me to Hudson um, and knowing that their focus really is this leadership development types of coaching and meeting these two lovely women has just been, uh, like Dawn said, life-changing. It's been wonderful. So I launched my career out right out actually before I even graduated, before I even got uh, certified, I decided, you know what, hook, line and sinker, I'm in this. And, uh, And we've had so much fun together on building the company together. That's such a fascinating story about how you guys all got together at Hudson Institute. And um, 
I, I have this theory about when um, the right people show up at the right place at the right time together and the, and the magnetic resonance that happens and people coming together. And so that's great about bench strength coaching, but then how did you create the women rising program? How did that program come to be? We talked a lot about the types of women that we were coaching or people that we were coaching. And as we shared stories and talked about the experiences or the, the issues that the women that we're coaching were bringing to our sessions, there were so many common themes that we continued to talk about and to resonate with. And we're like, well, gosh, this is, this is just what we experienced when we were earlier in career. So we decided to think about, you know, what are components or what are things that we could put together in a workshop type format or in a course that would help to, to provide that context and to give some experiences that we like help them learn from our experiences. And so we, we started with some content and some ideas of things that we'd like to focus on. And then um, Susan found uh, a few, had some really great ideas about where we could start building out our material. And I think that's, I'll turn it over to Susan, maybe to, to add on with regard to our book. Yeah. And, and, and I have a similar, but I, I would add a little twist to it is that when I met with Chris, so Chris and I became buddies. That was a thing that they did at um, Hudson and Don and I were in the same small group, but, and Chris had launched her own and we were talking about how we really wanted to do this. We really cared about women and all this. And then Don and we were talking about it and, and Chris and I were out on our own a little before Don and we had to wait for Don. We didn't know we had to wait for Don, but we did have to wait for Don. And then we got Don. So she really added a mix to this thing that was pretty critical for Chris and I, and we kind of knew that. But in our early discussions, Chris and I really wanted to do something around women, and we talked about it a lot of different ways. And then um, Dawn was coming along, and then I I suggested, I, I drafted some stuff, and I I brought this book forward. But I would say it was the two of them that, you know, really added the necessary ingredients to help formulate it and bring it way more to fruition as to like, what are we going to do and how would this, you know, happen? So I don't know, Chris, what, what's your story about how it worked for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, women in leadership, again, an underlying key ingredient for all of us is we have such a passion for that and wanting to build something that was interesting and beneficial for any woman who goes through it. And as we started to build upon the program, we all looked at each other towards the end of it and said, man, I wish we had something like this earlier on in our career. Could you imagine where we have gone? And so we knew we had a goal of really facilitating that leadership development with um, specifically women, but to now take that into fruition. And we've got, by the end of this year, we'll have 500 women going through our program. And to be able to have that kind of impact one leader at a time has just been absolutely uh, so fulfilling for all of us. And so we were super pragmatic too. Like we didn't, we wanted to take all the guesswork out of what were we trying to learn and teach people? Because I think that was something that we all kind of felt like people would give you advice or ideas or something, but it was way too complicated to figure it out in your career. We just needed more pragmatic help. And so that's part of what our program is too, is it's just a little more pragmatic. 
At Seasons Leadership Program, we believe that there is a foundational leadership triad of vision, what you want to achieve, mission, why you do what you do, and values, how you go about doing what you do or what you're aligned to. Mission, or said differently, your purpose or why, is a key part of that foundation. What would you say is your why or mission? I think Chris hit on it a little bit, so I'll just start with that. And it really is about making a difference and in the world. And we do it, we've got the catchphrase, one leader at a time. Now it's about 30 leaders at a time, which is uh, the ripple effect is much bigger. But it really is about our, our goal is to make a difference and to provide a support network for, for women that are in, in position, positions that are similar to where we found ourselves growing up in the world. But we don't only, not only focus on women, though, I want to make sure that it's clear that we are focused beyond, we are focused on executive leadership and creating better leaders across the board. When we have um, the ability to have leadership development, one-on-one leadership development with any leader, the ripple effect that happens with any direct report, uh, any peer that is now working with that leader is such a positive ripple effect, typically, such a positive ripple effect within that team and that organization. And so that's part of our why, knowing that we've all had that opportunity for somebody to work with a boss who just didn't have leadership development. And then we are able to, through one-on-one coaching, through our Women Rising program, to be able to have them have the self-awareness to understand how are they impacting others? And that that's part of our why is that making the ripple effect as well with not just the leader, but everybody who is around that leader. What personal value or values are you aligning with as the founders of Bench Strength Coaching? Values is part of the work that we do um, with our coaching practice and knowing what we value is used as we call it a North Star It's also a lens to give you clarity as to what types of choices are in front of you. So you're making the best decision for yourself. But it's also um, using my own values. So I I think about we have everybody take their their values down to a top two, you know, from five down to the top two. And that's really an opportunity to, again, when we're feeling, you know, either frustrated or stuck or even disenfranchised. We, we can pull out our top two values and look at them and say, what would somebody who values this value and this value do in this moment in time? And typically when we're feeling that way, it's because we're not living our values and we're not using them as a lens of clarity for us as we move forward. So my top two values are integrity and communication. And so how do I use that with bench strength coaching? It's just you know confirming that um, communication is key. For me, and it's it's having that open dialogue, the ability to have conversations, you know, with us as a team, and also uh, with the coaches that we we use as mentor coaches as well, and you know, integrity. So, how do we do the right thing for for everybody who's involved? How do we make sure that um, it's the right decisions we're making, the right process that we're using? Don or Susan, how about you? You know, it's interesting when I was thinking about this because a value, I feel like um, one of mine maybe is, it's almost just like who I am. And I think I knew who I was in some ways before I ever gave a name to the value, which is really 
It really is about making a difference. I, I care deeply about doing something bigger in the world. And if you do personality tests of me, that always comes out there too. And so I, I think that part of it is I, I always wanted to do that. And I felt like I made a difference um, in a number of ways, like going through school, being in you know clubs and organizations and always as a leader. I'm sure some people that know me can only imagine that would be true, you know, and then at Boeing really wanting to become a leader. And then again, growing from there and saying, I, I want to make a difference a different way. Um, I, I made a difference at, in these other places that I worked and participated. And now I want to do something different and make a difference a different way. And so bench strength co- coaching really aligns with that, you know, running a company with a couple partners, very focused on women, my family would tell you I inundate them with things about, you know, how the world treats women and how I want them to be more powerful and stuff. So it truly aligns with that, uh, that value for me. And of course we would have our top two values because that's what we have everybody go through the exercise in our course. And, and it'll sound a little redundant, but there's a reason that the three of us are together in this work. And my top value is making a difference as well. And sometimes we come at it from different directions, but we definitely know that this is a common thread for the three of us, that that that's something that's really important for all of us. My second value is adventure, though, having the freedom for adventure and to get experiences. And I actually get that through the work I do, too. So it's not each, I mean, each coaching engagement that you start, you are, it is like you're on an adventure with a new client and, and learning the spaces that they're, that they work in and that they're willing to take themselves to. So, so I get that adventure through, through my work, but also this work gives me the, the flexibility to have different adventures as well. So that's how it shows up for me. And I can see from all of you, when you talk about this and about your values and how it aligns, there's a lot of energy and um, excitement. Um, it really, it, it shines through that this adventure of bench strength coaching and women rising is uh, something that is a, a passion for you. And, and I know that the participants in your program feel that. And you talked earlier about, you know, one liter at a time or 30 liters at a time, if it's part of the, the program. And that you are up to 500 people that you've been able to impact positively so far with this program. So that truly is an adventure. What successes would you say that you've seen so far? What's been successful for you in this adventure? Well, I think, you know, just thinking about starting a business from, from nothing, from three people getting together and then sitting around a dining room table in Sun Valley and figuring out okay, let's go do this. And then being able to generate, create a program, get wonderful coaches to work with us to support the program, and then to deliver with partner companies that we've been able to, to generate. It's been, um, I would say those are purely the successes I look at when I look back right now. And, um, but there are just the, the idea of man, managing a business and starting and, and working together to create the business, to be able to run and deliver these programs. That's a, that's a, not an undertaking that shouldn't be also acknowledged as a, what we would consider a success. We're past our three years where a lot of fledgling companies don't make it past. We're growing. And I'm sure somebody's going to talk about the successes of pivoting last year. So let me turn that over to one of you guys to talk about that. 
Okay, well, I'll talk about that, but I do have to say a couple other fun little successes is that, that well, because I was thinking about them and then you threw a pivot at me. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know, what? A, a couple other kind of fun things for us is that we were, well, one of us, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but anyway, someone was courting a pretty big client and then it didn't work and we were really bummed. And then we were super excited about like our first, signing that was pretty tiny. We had a lot of celebration. And then this client that was much bigger, who had kind of said no, and it took a lot longer, you know, came through for us and it was a huge success. And so there are those moments that are really fun and they, they're way bigger because of the struggle and the, the difficulty. So we've had a lot of those moments where it's been you know, kind of tough and then it works and and we high five and, you know, jump up and down and drink wine or beer or whatever. <laughs> um, but then also the success as, as Don pointed to of the pivot, because we had created this as an in-person of uh, the workshops were going to be in person. And then the individual coaching, of course, was going to be via calls. But last year, just really turning on a dime and making the thing virtual. And it actually, like, we learned so much and it was so great to do it. It was hard, but like we did it. And so the success of doing it and, and people are really enjoying it as a virtual program and it's given us greater reach, which of course we knew all that stuff, but even though, you know, it, it we were going to go slower. Let's just put it that way until we went faster. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that greater reach, you know, we have so much larger of a global impact than we ever had before. So that to me has been a, a big success for us over this, this last COVID period as well. More participants have gone through our program, especially our women rising program that <clears throat> we would never have had a chance to, to work with before and to really facilitate their self-awareness and the change that they want. So you talked a, a bit about the, the balancing act of challenges and successes and achieving those and celebrating them. So I applaud you for the celebrations of those successes along the way. Can you talk a little bit about resilience and what role that's played in your journey so far? Well, I think last year, probably a key theme or a key word that a lot of people who successfully built or grew their business during the pandemic would say resilience had to be part of it. So advantage of being a team of coaches is that we can coach ourselves to some degree, as well as recognize when the others need space or might want to, you know, have a nudge of, hmm, maybe that's something you want to go work on. <laughs> so I feel like that's that helpful from a building our resilience as a team and then our, our decision to pivot and to move to a virtual where we hadn't really spent any time on in that space. And that I would say was, was another signal of our resilience. I'm not sure if it's, if that answers your question from a, it's how it shows up for us or how we, how we've used our, our tactics, our techniques and resilience to help us navigate through really tough times and actually grow our business significantly during that time. Absolutely. It played a key role in your successes that you've had sure. to date, being able to be resilient. Well, and just, and, and working with each other, as Don kind of alluded to that too. I mean, we've all had to learn and grow as leaders in this running of a business and, 
you know, the, the conversations that, and coming to agreement on things and just our own views. And so there's been a lot of that for, I think for all of us at times when, you know, we've had to whatever, not, not get our way or have tough conversations. And so there's been a lot of, you know, and that's the only way it's ever going to work, but we, we made some pretty good foundational. I think we made some pretty good foundational agreements and they've served us well and sort of helped us, you know, remember that. And then as Don said, you know, we're all coaches. So we, we do take coaching maybe, maybe reluctantly sometimes, but, <laughs> but we're all pretty good at it. <laughs> well, um, this, this, uh, dialogue about resilience, um, it brings to mind to me one of the questions that that we get a lot from women is work life balance. How do you optimize achieving your priorities with all your personal and professional commitments? Yeah, that's hard at times. I mean, right, especially because of uh, the way we have pivoted and with the way we've grown. Um, there's been a lot going on with the business itself. And so I think a big part of it is always reminding, um, at least on my side, what does defining what success looks like? And that that helps me with the work-life balance. What does success look like at work for me as a as a co-owner of a company, as a partner? What does success look like for me at home, you know, as a wife and as a mother? And so knowing that I have that kind of guiding. Uh, information for me helps me understand when I've maybe not quite stayed in balance the way I want to. Um, And then also knowing that out of balance is okay. That's what makes life interesting. Um, If we were that stagnant piece of work-life balance, I think it'd be kind of boring because then you've got 50-50 on either side, right? And that's, for me, that's not, that is creates boredom in my side. Um, so having things kind of go out of whack every now and then makes things interesting. And it helps us to connect with my business partners differently, helps me to connect at home with people differently as well. Yeah, I find the, it, it's interesting because people often talk about balance, but they define it so differently. So that's really one of the things that the three of us, we we have our own definitions of what that means and and how we want to experience our integration of work and life and what balance means to us. And we respect that we have those different definitions and, and then we can help each other. If we're, if we feel like we're encroaching on those boundaries of the things that we've, that we've said, and particularly like there's a, sometimes I, I get carried away with what is fun for me, but then it's work for me too. And so my friend, my friends and partners can, can dial me back and point out that maybe I'm spending more time than I think I'm spending on certain things because it feels like it's fun, you know, so that balancing um, the teeter-totter kind of look that Chris had, sometimes I don't know which side of that um, is is the pivot point for me. So I think that just having, having clear priorities and definition of what success looks like, but knowing what's most important to you. And so having the space for what is most important is something that all three of us hold each other and, and allow each other that space and grace to do that when, when those things are that important things could, could interfere with the work. The benefit of having three of us is that there's always two of us if somebody needs to go do something or wants, needs the space for something else. So that's, that's another really great benefit of having the three of us on a team. Yeah. And I would just kind of add to that. I think that 
you know, it's really helping each other. Um, we all know how we have defined it. I personally probably get in some ways the most help outside also, I mean, outside from these two, because I have a lot of family commitments and a pretty big family that drives a lot of um, responsibility. And these guys have been great about understanding that that is going to be a priority and has been. And and so they we help manage that and they help me, but I get a lot of outside, like, come do this stuff. Um, that helps me balance. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's great. I can really see not only do you have your own ways to balance individually, but you balance as a team as well. How do you see the business growing in the next three years? Well, that's a tricky question. <laughs> we're, um, we're seeing it grow right now. And we are adding people, adding coaches, adding facilitators. But it's really important to us to make sure that we maintain the brand and the the experience that we've generated for our participants for the Women Rising program, and our our coaching pro- our coaching is is generally just the three of us when we do executive coaching, but that could expand as well. So we were just working on our strategy last week. We were in Seattle before the heat wave, thankfully, and we're focusing on how do we how do we build because we really do want to make a difference and. As we build client partners and can add and scale, and we've we've got lots of wonderful coaches who are on our team to do that with, um, we just want to make sure that we do it in the right way so that we maintain our the impact that we know that we're making right now. It, and the balance. I think that you know we all see that it has a lot of potential. I mean, this it, it could get really big in three years. Um, and I think, as Don was saying, you know, we're, we're trying to manage that, and some of it is for branding and all those. But it's also really for the three of us, and maybe even the people working for us, is to keeping that balance. Um, we all had big careers, and we all spent a lot of time at an office, and we all, you know, pretty much don't want that life again. Um, we did it, we loved it, so we're going to have to manage our growth, and we are going to manage it, and we're going to be very deliberate about it, and. We're going to be very clear that it's what we want um, and not necessarily what others think it could be or want it to be or imagine that we could make it. Um, we're, we're really clear that it's it's the three of us and this is ours and we're it'll get as big as we want it to get. And it's about having fun too, right? I mean, like Susan just said, we, we all had these longstanding successful careers, you know, we want to do it and have fun with doing it as well and why we're making that impact. And that's, that's important for us to be able to do that and to utilize our own. We all three have different talents, which I think is what makes this work so well. And, you know, I think about the Clifton strengths and the talents that we have that are so natural, intuitive, and we all bring different things to, to the business itself and to the coaching. So that has been, I think, something that has really been helpful as well. I love that uh, topic about uh, weaving fun through everything that you're doing because you you guys all keep bringing that back into your answer. So in that vein, let's do a fun leadership question. What is one of your favorite quotes and why is it your favorite? I'll start out on that one. Um, I've been a quote collector ever since I was in my 20s. And so... I can't tell you how many <laughs> quotes I have on a word doc, but it's massive. But one of the ones that I, I come to often when I think about being a coach 
is one from um, from Wayne Dyer, and I'll, I'll read it to you. It's monitor your inner dialogue and match your thoughts to what you want and what you intend to create. Again, it stays within our control, right? What can I control? What can I influence? I love that. And why is that one of your favorites, Chris? It's one of our, because it's a great reminder for, um, you know, what I just said. It's, it's staying focused on not the external world and how I'm trying to change and um, influence that so much. It's just, as I look at my inner dialogue and my intentions, um, it's what I can do to make sure I'm showing up as to who I want to be. And, and it helps clients understand that too. Stay focused here. No, stay, stay focused outwards. So, so the one that I picked was uh, energy rightly applied and directed will accomplish anything. It's by Nellie Bly. I don't know. It's kind of one of my favorites just because I really do believe that we can accomplish whatever we set our minds to. I personally have a lot of energy sometimes. And so it's, it's about directing that energy in ways that I really want to direct it very deliberately, you know, and then it goes just back to the purpose, right. To make a difference. And so it's kind of accomplishing things. So that's why I like that quote. Wonderful. Thanks, Susan. What about you, Don? I'm a lot like Chris in the collection of quotes. And so finding one that is the most <laughs> that resonates or is my favorite is really, it was a really hard question. But um, so I think I, I kind of lean towards a Eleanor Roosevelt quotes. I like some of hers as the, as a basis as well as like Rumi and Marcus Aurelius. And, but I'll, I'll say my one for today, you can often change your circumstances by changing your attitude. And I think that that's one just to recognize that along with there's another, and I don't know who the author of this is, but it's the past is prologue. Those two together tell me that you, you know, you've got the moment you can change and you are writing your story and you can decide at any moment that it's time for a new chapter and create a new path. It's really fun too, because there was a key theme running through there in the quotes that each of you picked. And that was about controlling the things you can control in the moment and directing your energy towards what you want to accomplish. And uh, it was really great to see that kind of develop and come out through the quotes that are near and dear to you there. So thank you for sharing those. And you guys want to share yours? Oh. Well, I'd be happy to. Susan, oh, do you good. have one ready to go? I do. Uh, I'm not sure where it is. You just keep going. Mine's kind of aligned <laughs> with you guys in a way. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a Disney fanatic. And so I have a quote that's on my wall right here all the time. And it's from Walt Disney. And the quote is, if you can dream it, you can do it. That's a good one. It is. That is perfect for you. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do have one. I actually have it here. Um, and it's Michael Hyatt. Uh, and I, I got one of his planners. I like his organizational um, methodology. And he, he comes with, it, the planner comes with this little piece of paper the best things happen on the other side of your comfort zone mm -hmm. yeah That's yeah a good one 
Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I think I've been on the other side of my comfort zone and I'm not really sure it felt the best. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's maybe, maybe the best thing came from it, but boy, oh boy, it didn't feel very good for a while. <laughs> this is why I like this one, because I think, you know, as, as Debbie and I are working on our season's leadership business and it's true. I mean, as I as I push those edges, it's not always comfortable. So this helps remind me that, you know, I got to push through it. Yeah. 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 All right. So, ladies, again, how can our listeners find out more about Ben Strength Coaching and your Women Rising program? I think we could say that they could follow us on LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn, our bench strength coaching LinkedIn profile. You can link there. And I think you guys will have a link to that on yes. your podcast. And we have a website as well. And on our website, it talks about our services and a little bit more about our program. And uh, you can reach out to any of the three of us individually. We're all three also on LinkedIn um, personal profiles. So that's another, another path to get to us as well. Right. Yeah, you can uh, also call us at um, 888-312-0129 as well, if that's easier to just pick the phone up and give us a jingle. That's great. Well, um, we're wrapping up now. Is there anything left that you'd like to tell our listeners? Well, we would love to tell your, our, your listeners that um, we are happy that you are, you both are an instrumental part of our program and our, and our process. And we know that they've, you've had a number of clients in our cohorts that are thrilled to have had the experience of having you as coaches. So thank you for that. And thanks for being part of our, our success and we'll celebrate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. An honor. And thank you for thinking of us as well. We appreciate it. Well, um, as we wrap up, I just want to thank Ascension Transformation Solutions for being our sponsor for this Women in Leadership podcast. And you can find them at ascensionts.com. And you can listen to other Women in Leadership podcasts um, on Apple and Spotify. And you can find more about Seasons Leadership at seasonsleadership.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today on the Women in Leadership podcast. If you loved today's episode, we encourage you to rate and review our show on your Apple podcast app. If you're interested in learning more about professional development, visit seasonsleadership.com to learn about their annual leadership program. This program is designed for women to support their growth and success as a professional. It was created to help motivate female leaders and further their self-awareness to live into their potential while still making a difference. Don't forget to follow us on social media to stay up to date on the latest episodes. This is the Women in Leadership podcast, where new episodes come out on Women Wednesday. <laughs>